Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Duke Show. I am he, he is I, and I am joined by Vicki McKenna, the one and the only who, I mean, I, I was about to, I stumbled there because I was also going to use a pronoun, and I, I don't know what your pronouns are. Yeah, well, I'm not a biologist, um, <laughs> so I, um, I, I identify as, you know, um, just whatever you want me to be. Just I don't Vicky. care. I'm not. Just, I won't do pronouns. I, that is one of those things that I, it's a it's a line I have drawn. So you guess all by yourselves. Well, I can tell you this. If I'm ever forced to do it, I'm not going to do it anyway. But if I did, my pronoun would come with jazz hands every time. Him. And I would force everybody to do that anyway. I think at, I'd at use least... a I'd use a and men if I had to. <laughs> All right, uh, good, we, you. <laughs> good we, got a, we got a little laugh here because this next story is something out of science fiction in the worst possible way. We have a company that is advertising the world's first artificial womb facility, an artificial womb facility. It's a creepy glimpse of pregnancy in the future. Take a look at this video to get us started. The facility features 75 highly equipped labs. Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate up to 400 growth pods or artificial wombs. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. EctoLife allows your baby to develop in an infection-free environment. The pods are made of materials that prevent germs from sticking to their surfaces. Every growth pod features sensors that can monitor your baby's vital signs, including heartbeat, temperature, blood pressure, breathing rate, and oxygen saturation. The artificial intelligence-based system also monitors the physical features of your baby and reports any potential genetic abnormalities. are equipped with a screen that displays real-time data on the developmental progress of your baby. These data are sent directly to your phone so you can track your baby's health from the comfort of your zone. I just want to, there's so many things we have to talk about. My God, just that last image, right? So you got a woman on her cell phone in her negligee and the husband comes in and pushes her on the bed. Obviously, they're going to have sex. Now think about that. She's about to have unpregnant sex wild sweaty jungle sex with her husband while the husband is checking whether or not the baby that they didn't conceive in her womb how it's doing i mean is that just so not much. creepy weird I, stuff have we confirmed this is real um just because it it's it's a scene out of the matrix um you know i mean it's a scene out of out of star trek it's it's so bizarre and so inhuman and so off-putting and so revolting that you've got to wonder if this is if this is real. Assuming that it is, and and frankly, given the way the uh, utilitarian left thinks and speaks and um, you know acts, I guess I could I, certainly there are people who think this would be wonderful, but. You're now trying to decouple humanity from humanity. And how long is it going to be before the 
you know, birth pods, the baby factories are nothing more than organ harvesting factories or, or tissue test factories or whatever that might be. So think about that. It would take, it wouldn't take two months before somebody would decide that that was a good idea. Um, and then think about what it means to dehumanize people by essentially decoupling humanity from the process of, of conceiving and having children. I find it, I, I mean, it's just part and parcel of, I think, what the, what the progressives want ultimately, and that is a dehumanized, uh, transhuman world. You know, uh, Wesley J. Smith, who's a wonderful, wonderful writer on bioethics, and transhumanism has has taken a look at these kinds of you know proposals theories i don't know if he's ever seen something come to fruition and i'm not again i'm not sure if if this is real or if it's venture capital seeking or what it is um but he is he has long warned that when you decouple the you know humanity from its exceptionalism it is um and and essentially relegated to the realm of utilitarianism then why can't we be used like cows and pigs and fish and other things well i misspoke at the beginning uh it was actually the woman who pushed the man down that's even more feminist isn't it there's a guy it's the guy concerned about well if the baby is developing and the the woman encumbered by pregnancy aware mm -hmm. that she nothing that can happen will result in her getting stretch marks or blue veins in her breast God yeah. forbid, right? And so the other she thing that I find- can just have her whole uterus removed. And, oh. you know, I mean, what's the big deal? Anyway, there's something else that's going on here. And I think it's it's part of the, of the you know, the alphabet cult trans insanity that we've been experiencing. And that is, what is a woman? Well, a woman has a uterus. A woman can give birth. A woman can conceive. Um, you take all of those unique things away from female humans and how much closer are we to the to the trans cultists um, being able to demand their reality be the only reality respected? Well, and of course, this is the one that gets me. This is science, right? Uh, or pseudoscience being pushed to justify this. And as you said, right, this allows women total freedom. This is this is what they've I wanted. I wouldn't call it freedom. Well, that's what they call the progressives, right? This is a, a, allowing a woman to live a life just like a man and never, ever, ever having to spend one moment on that baby other than clicking a button on her cell phone. And here's the thing. Notice that when science is so selling this, two things. One, suddenly more population. One of the advertising points is women who can't have babies, women who are, have had hysterectomies, they can now have babies. I thought the left doesn't want more babies, number one. 30,000 right. new babies a year in one of those pods. Why are they suddenly pretending? Because you hit it on the nail on the head. Ultimately, these babies will not be born. They will be used. And the second thing that I think is yes. really stunning is they don't use the word fetus. I mean, uh, they, they treat these in that Im the the the, card, the ad we just showed you. They treat unborn babies like babies. They can be spoken to. You can communicate with them. They can listen to you. If all that's true, then clearly, the left's argument for abortion that these children are just clumps of cells is a lie that the scientists are admitting right there. But if you're willing to allow yourself to to have humanity erased and the exceptional nature of humanity erased, um, then what is exceptional about those babies? Absolutely nothing. And you're exactly right. I mean, we can we can say, well, geez, you know, they're kind of making a point about being pro-life. 
but that's not what this is. Um, that that is, a, I mean, that is a perhaps a, a, a comfort or a cope that people will seek out as well. At least you know it's celebrating the idea of life. It's called ecto life, um, but that's not what this is about. This is about um, taking the the unique and special and exceptional nature of human beings. We are uniquely endowed with consciousness. Um, we are uniquely endowed with the ability to process morality. Um, and you are and you are essentially making us, you know, exactly the same as any other animal. When you when you take away the fact that, you know, the way humans reproduce is by having sex and women carrying children. Um, it's just not. It isn't life. This is slavery. What I see in those in in that image in that video that creepy video, which again I I am still wondering if is this real. Um, is slavery. And if that's, and if we're not special, then what's the argument against slavery? What's the argument against captivity for animals? What's the argument against having herds of cows uh, in a, you know, in a fenced in area and forcing them to perform a chore? What's the argument against doing that to people, which of course would be slavery? The entire moral structure of, of what it means to be human is gone. You know, it is interesting, too, that the vast, vast majority of the babies that you see in the in the uh, advertisement are white, uh, yes. which is which is it kind of stunning, isn't it? Only rich white people are going to be doing this. And yeah. yeah. You, you know, I, I wonder if they figured out that if they were black and Hispanic babies in those pods, that there would be much more backlash than to see white babies floating like that. I just wonder about that because, and, it's, and another thing that gets me too, notice how they talk about your baby will be uh, uh, incubated in a germ-free, and, and the minute you, you, we will track immediately for genetic defects. So what if your child, as it develops, has a cleft palate? What if uh, a club foot? What if? You know the answer to this, right? And the question sure. then becomes, because they're Again, the ones- there's nothing special about humanity, That's then right. what's wrong with just disposing of the defective humanity? And that is the transhuman and utilitarian uh, philosophy. What is, there's, in their mind, uh, these children who have defects would be a burden. Very much, has everybody seen the movie Gattaca? I mean, it's like I'm looking at a plot from a marginal science fiction, dystopian science fiction movie, and a whole bunch of people are standing around me saying, hey, now, that seems like a great idea. Maybe we should do that. You know, it's very much like the 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 island as well. There's a lot of this kind of stuff. And those pods, I mean, you know, it's funny, isn't it, that 70 years ago, pods were what aliens came to take us over with. And now we're take, we're divorcing childbirth from mother's bodies. In other words, not enough mothers terminate their own babies or uh, refuse to have them. So we will create babies for them. And that, again, at what point do those babies cease to belong to the mother and father and all at all? I right would away. love to, I would love to see the waiver you have to, you would have to sign right. to take advantage of this program. And then, and then, you know, certain, uh, you know, after a certain number um, the company takes, you know, takes custody. We can't even call it custody. It takes ownership of the biomaterial, um, which well, is, me, I mean, again, eventually what, about what you're going to see. Well, what about this? How will you know if they're just making one baby with the tissue you provide? 
How do you know that? How do you know in a different lab there are multiple versions of your baby being made and harvested? How how would you know that? I, 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 I'm, I'm still just too you know overwhelmed by the concept that anybody thinks this is a good idea. You wouldn't know, obviously. Again, this is about um, the use value of people. They're, they're for, I mean, <laughs> when are we going to start eating them and calling it recycling? Really? <laughs> when are we going to start, um, you know, composting people in the backyard and growing beans and well, they would be so- and-, and they would be soylent white, would they not soylent so- green? <laughs> Soylent white, white meat on the menu. menu. It's it's for supper. It's what's for supper. Yeah, tastes a bit like chicken. I mentioned. I I don't know, but it's if you if you just kind of cruise around the thought leaders on Twitter, you can see uh, a philosophy that certainly supports the idea of of looking upon humans for you know their capacity to serve you. Um, and these are the people who scream uh, white supremacy and you know slavery and reparations, and here they're looking for ways to, uh, you know, to create, um, you know, a slave force essentially. And the slave force not for labor, because the labor we're we're all going to be um, wards of the state if AI actually is allowed to proliferate without control. And so far, it has with people pretending that, you know, that that massive global multinational tech companies that are pursuing that technology, um, you know, are in fact just the free market at work. I mean, if we're if we're that dumb, then we won't have jobs. So what are we going to do? Sit idly around, uh, not create children, not raise families or anything like that. And by the way, how long would it be before the child, you know, because it's really a pain in the neck, right? To have a baby and have to feed a baby and have to raise a baby and have to teach a baby and all of those things before that's on autopilot as well. Um, I mean, we already have parents of means who are willing to let, you know, taxpayers fund the feeding of their children at breakfast, lunch and dinner. So I, I don't, I mean, this is, what do you do? with the babies, what you do is you take a heart, you take tissue, you take corneas, you take eardrums, um, you know, you take uh, cell cultures, you, you experiment on them, you try to make it so the privileged elite who have the wealth to do this as they're destroying humanity and the very concept of what it means to be, to be human. And, and, you know, you're giving them, the ability to live forever, perhaps. I don't know, because they don't want to die. That seems abundantly clear. And uh, so it seems like they're just crafting ways that they can stick around and, I guess, create as, wreak as much havoc and create as much misery for everyone else. By the way, the rest of the planet, people in Africa, people in India, people in China, people in Brazil, they're all going to be doing it the old-fashioned way. Uh, but they will be considered burdens at that point. Well, at some point, as you said, this is going to be a global mandate. And the other thing that's interesting about this is, uh, on another front, the progressive LGBTQ WTF crowd, by taking away the responsibility of bodily delivering children and incubating them and gestating them, you're making it one step closer, or actually three or four step closer, steps closer to argue that women are indeed just men, right? That, that right, you take whatever. away from them one of the main functions of it's women. It's the main yeah. thing. It's yeah. the main thing. Take it away and turn it into, you know, a process, a factory process. And that's the way everybody starts thinking that, you know, that human beings come into existence, um, whereby, incidentally, the transhumanist progressives would then declare themselves God, 
Uh, they already believe that, but then they will, you know, be able to plant their flag. They think. Um, but yeah, what what in what on earth is our argument going to be of of something special about the female human being? that differentiates her from a man, especially if that man decided to go and have gender affirming surgery to make himself look as close to female as he possibly can. I mean, you know, it's about altering reality and manipulating reality in a way that only serves a certain tiny group of people's purpose. Well, it also implies subtly, right, that once you commit to pod babies, then wouldn't sterilization be the only way to make to make sure that you now that you've got your pod babies going we and, don't and, want to risk right well and think of this you know and I, as i said well people in africa and india and brazil and china will be having will be doing this the old-fashioned way probably not um at that point we'd probably be at forced sterilization so that only special people only people who are worthy uh will be able to have a pod baby and only a pod baby um we are we are we are so far down the road. We're not at the beginning of the road of the brave new world. We're way, way down the road and trying to turn around now. I'm not sure how many people even recognize they've been wandering this long, let alone could find their way back if we gave them a map. Well, we need to look, take one step back from the future and look at the now. And the now is how did we get intellectually to the point where this was even a thing, where anybody would think this is a good idea. Let's take a look at everybody's perfect definition, definition of a over, undereducated, overpaid mimbo, for lack of a better word. I know that's a man, and you can't, her, her own self-sterilization, so to speak, makes me use that term. Chelsea Handler, who, the, mm. who is terminally unfunny, who is incredibly untalented. And nevertheless, uh, she is, for whatever reason, a media star because uh, in her vapidity, her left-wing, unassailable left-wing uh, bona fides are manifest at all times. She made a video in which she argues, uh, well, I, I, you just watch this. This is a day in the life of a childless woman. I wake up at 6 a.m. I remember that I have no kids to take to school, so I take an edible and go back to sleep. I wake up at 12.30 p.m. I put on my most impractical and stylish shoes since I won't be chasing a child around the grocery store. I go to my fave spot in Paris to grab a croissant. I do a meditation sesh on the plane since I have no screaming kids, allowing me all the time in the world to become enlightened. And that's a day in the life of a childless woman. So, you know, there's so much well, to there's, talk about there's your, there's your life as, uh, as one of the elites when the pod babies come right there. As Chelsea Handler, you can, you can be an empty, vacuous person. She also, by the way, goes on to talk about how she sets up one-night stands with hot guys, um, which she won't be able to do in a few years when, you know, not enough, there's not enough Botox in the world, you know, to make her attractive to hot guys at that point. But... Um, you know, and she's, this is an empty life without meaning. And this is your life, ladies, when the pod babies come. I'm just <laughs> saying, when the pod babies come, now she's going to be able to jet off to Paris and have a croissant. Uh, we won't be able to go anywhere because climate change. Uh, so I'm not sure what we're going to do except stare at our ever swelling ankles and, <laughs> you know, and, and just be trying to figure out where our next meal is going to come from. But Chelsea Handler, uh, is going to be fantastic when the pod babies come. By the way, this is a woman who has had three abortions. 
And that's, that's what she did. She killed her children so that she could have that empty life. That sad, pathetic, empty life. So, you know, um, first of all, why in the world are you setting your alarm clock for six o'clock just to wake up by the alarm I guess clock? So she can have an edible so, so, and fall back no, asleep well, stoned no, to the jeebers. No, what she says is I get up at, she sets my, her alarm, she gets up at six o'clock to remember that she doesn't have children, and then she goes back to bed. This is, and by the way, notice the rich white privilege of this woman, that she can, she's got the money. What does she think actual women do? Do you think that just because you don't have babies, suddenly you're a millionaire, that you don't have babies, you can sleep in till 1230? Because you don't have babies, right? You can wear your most, extravagant high heels shoes everywhere you go to the gym apparently you wear them to the doctor's office this is so divorced of reality that it, it fits very nicely along the story of the pods well, but this is it's just an it, it's an extension of sex in the city you know all these women who were just without men you know and career women with lots of money and i mean it's a fantasy this is just a fairy tale. It's a really ugly fairy tale with a bad end because what they don't show is when Chelsea Handler is 75, 80 years old and she's, you know, rotting away from whatever cancer it is uh, that she has gotten because she has taken such poor care of herself for so long um, that she's alone. That's what they're not showing, dead alone. Um, you know, suffering, wasting away all by yourself because all your other gal pals who did the exact same thing, you know, couldn't be bothered to help you out because they're selfish, vacuous women too. By the way, on this waking up at 1230, I don't think I have, I, I've woke up at 1230 since college. And honestly, I don't even know if I ever rolled out of bed at 1230 in college. I've in my life, <laughs> I just... I, I don't even know how you could do that, uh, you know, without being incredibly sick or hungover. Well, you know, the Chelsea and thing. And again, she said she wakes up and drinks wine for breakfast, too. In yeah, right. Video. Right. Uh, the problem with this is, is manifold here. But you mentioned the Sex and the City women and in the context of Chelsea Handler. And remember, women like this in that show. They, uh, they completely did what they said feminists were angry about. They objectified men. Remember Mr. Big, who got that name not, yes. because, not because he was tall, right? And so, in other words, when you are the liberated kind of woman that Chelsea Handler, Handler is, you behave exactly the way you condemn men for behaving. And they're, they're too hypocritical and, and shallow to even see that. Yeah, it's, and the reason why it's off-putting is because it, it, it doesn't fit with women. Does it? It doesn't fit when women behave in crass, uh, vulgar ways like that. So, um, you know, you, you can, yes, you're exactly right, the hypocrisy, but feminism was always about hypocrisy. It's at the very core and foundation of the, of the ideology. Um, but, you know, to the point of objectifying men, what, what ultimately happens, you know, when there isn't a syringe of Botox big enough to fix that giant furrowed brow that age is bringing on, and you have had your fourth facelift and, you know, it, the next one is going to make you look like Michael Jackson. Right? Where are those men going to be that you have been objectifying, not holding your hand as you suffer and die, inevitably, as we all will, 
um, you know, at the at the end of life, in, in her case, at the very bitter end. I can answer where the men is going to be. It's going to be the man who holds the syringe, not with Botox, but who's going to put her to sleep forever in some <laughs> at Canadian. At that point, we will. At that point, euthanasia will be That's a okay. Ex- you got That's it. True. And, and rather than lose Don't worry, your looks, we have pod babies. <laughs> and rather than lose your looks if you're Chelsea, although she's already lost them, better to be yeah. dead. And, th- and that's going to wrap up this show, a very, I think, important one. If you have any questions, comments, or want to support the show, simply visit drdukeshow.com. For all of us at The Dr. Duke Show, thanks, and we'll see you again. And thank you, Vicki. 